You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Tim Fulton. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm happy to be in this chair. And this is What Do You Got? Where we bullshit about some random ass topics for a little while. Andy's going first. Andy, what do you got? Okay. So, this came up. Some of our recent discussions. I've been thinking more about this lately. My topic is, does the retirement date of a UFC fighter or fighter in general, or any athlete, let's throw any athlete in there, does it affect their overall legacy if they retire on top versus if they stay in the sport too long? So I was thinking about how I used to think of fighters back in the day. Okay. You know, people like Hen and Barrow and like these guys that were on top and they were regarded as like the best pound for pound for like at least a, a, a significant amount of time, a couple months, maybe a couple years. But then they had a couple hard losses that no one saw coming. And it's like they don't even get talked about anymore. But then you have guys, very, very, very few guys who walk away from the sport when they're on top like GSP GSP so and GSP had a you know questionable decision win over Johnny Hendricks a lot of people thought one way or the other but it is what it is GSP won walks away from the sport comes back for one more fight with Michael Bisping wins that fight gets the title but when you look at every other champion that's comparable or at least was looked at in a kind of a GSP light way what would have happened if they retired when they were on top? Would they be talked about as highly as or higher because yeah. they never they never had to go down that trough? Like BJ Penn is a really good example of somebody that fell so far from grace. Was arguably one of the pound for pound best fighters in the world. Had had fought from I think all the way from one forty five to heavyweight. That's crazy. That's crazy, and. That- he stayed in too long. Yeah. And now it's almost looked at like a sad thing when you see what happened in later in his career. So because of our recent discussion that we'll bring up in future podcasts, in future ones. Um, I just want your opinion on how much you think it hurts a guy's legacy if he retires too late. And also if we give too much credit to guys that step out too early. It's almost like you leave them wanting more. So we don't really know what they would have done if they, is it a smart move? But it does have an effect on your perception of what those people are. Oh, it definitely has an effect. And I think right now, if he does manage to stay retired, the prime example is Henry Cejudo, right? Because two belts. I think he was vacated of one before he retired. But either way, he had two belts. Yeah. He was on top of his game. He had one loss in the UFC, and he retired. So if he stays that way, he's going to be known as the guy who retired with two belts and one loss in the UFC, and that's it. Yeah. He is he is a phenom. Yeah. For, for all intents and purposes. And there's nothing that can take that away from him. If he stayed in the sport, I mean, you put it a good way. Keep them wanting more there's nothing he can do from then on outside of fight absolute Goliaths that would have 
furthered him, in my opinion. I mean, if he maybe if he won like the next like five matches against like absolute goats, yeah, and like legitimately wholeheartedly won them, maybe we we would be having a different conversation. But in my eyes, if you are at the top, you only have one place to go, and that is down. And if that is the last thing people remember you for, memories are short, dude. Yes. Like, if the last thing we remember is BJ Penn going down that slippery slope, like you said, it becomes a sad story, not an exciting one. GSP is exciting because he ended things on top. Yeah, few, he, one of the few. One of the few. And, I, I mean, he hinted that he was going to come back. I think we were teased. I don't think that yes. actually is going to happen. But I don't I don't know if he would come back to just keep fighting. I think yeah. he he's one of those guys that recognizes those kind of things and yeah. he doesn't want to have that go down that road. Yeah. But it's interesting that you brought up Cejudo. So Cejudo fought Mighty Mouse Johnson. Okay. That's who beat him. Okay. Okay. Mighty Mouse Johnson I believe had 12 13 title defenses. Something like that. Right? A lot of people thought of him as, like, the pound-for-pound pound best talented person. But it was always like, oh, he didn't face hard enough, you know, challenges. He he did fight Cejudo kind of early in his MMA career, but he, he, he got him. But he did fight him and beat him. Yeah, finished him. Yeah. Uh, and then they fought again, and it was a very close fight. But Cejudo won. And then it's like all of a sudden, Mighty Mouse has just never talked about it anymore. I mean, he left the UFC. But he's never talked about, and it's interesting to me how you have a guy in Mighty Mouse, right? I don't care if you're fighting guys that are the best of the best or guys that collectively people think are like almost at the best of the best, or maybe there's just a lack of talent in the pool in that division. It's not Mighty Mouse's fault. Yeah. But to be that consistent, to go 12 or 13 fights in a row and not lose one, and they're all title fights. Part of me wonders how much of that has to do with the actual stock of the guy and how much of that is uh, fighting politics. Because Money Mouse no longer does fight for the UFC. Yeah. So, and I know, like, the hardcore fans are going to know the name, going to know who we fought, going to know the stats, and going to have an enormous amount of respect. But the UFC is no longer talking about him. Yeah. And part of that, per, uh, this is just stipulation because I know all, uh, part of that is probably because he's fighting for – someone else yeah so they don't want to talk up a fighter which could potentially bring people somewhere else specifically the ufc yes yeah yes. exactly so maybe part of that specifically for money mouse has to do with the fact that the ufc themselves don't bring them up anymore i agree I mean, the ufc brings up gsp constantly yeah i agree i agree that the fact that he left is a good portion of why we're not talking about him and that i didn't think of but even when he was on top, he mm -hmm. didn't get the respect for whatever reason. You can make, you could say whatever reason, whether yeah. it was the UFC didn't have any stock in that division, whether Dana White didn't like Mighty Mouse, pick your poison, whatever. But it's crazy that you have that guy in that division who won that many fights in a row. He beat the guy that's now considered the the guy who's the best of the best and arguably one of the pound for pound goats. Yeah, but. He only won the belt against Mighty Mouse, and then he moved up a weight class and won a different belt. So essentially he went from, all right, we don't know if he's better than Mighty Mouse. He beats Mighty Mouse in a close decision and wins another fight in a, divi in a division above that, and two fights later, he's in the GOAT category. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. That, that actually is a really good point. You know, when you look at, like, the overall uh, career and all that stuff, 
it, it's crazy how you go from being talked about as a talent to all of a sudden, like, fuck this guy, forget about him. He was nothing. You beat him, you're done. But that's kind of how it is in this sport where once you beat someone, you kind of, like, absorb their power. <laughs> right? Your soul is mine. Kind of, right? Because think about Nate Diaz. When Nate Diaz beat Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz now can sell out places. I mean, he was a he was definitely like a draw beforehand, but once he fought Conor McGregor and beat Conor McGregor when Conor was at the pinnacle, yeah, he basically took some of that energy from him. Yeah, there's no and doubt. Still that. holds it to this day. So it's just I. It's, we don't see a lot of guys retire on top, which is why it's interesting to me. We usually see guys stick around a little too long. And that's because that's just the nature of the people who are playing this, playing this, who are fighters or any sport, any sport. People who go into sports originally do it for the love of it. Like you find guys like like any top tier athlete, they love what they do for the most part. I know yeah. there's ex- exceptions, but the guys, it's hard for people to walk away when you what you are doing is what you love. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it's so that's why you don't see it as often as you would think. It's hard to say as well for anybody, but just think about how hard it must be for a professional athlete to be like, I don't have it anymore. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. And you always want to prove that you have it. Or I might not have it tomorrow. Yes. Like So you want to get it in while you still yeah, have, you have it. You have to think preemptively like that. That's the other scary. thing that doesn't get taken into consideration at least at fate, like if you get into the conversation, it does. But a lot of times, like people will be like, "Oh, well, so and so be Anderson Silva." Like, yeah, Anderson Silva was thirty nine years old. Like, yeah. there, like that never really comes up as like one of the first points. Because if Anderson Silva retired right before Chris Weidman beat him, I think that that's he is probably listed as the goat. It's him and GSP. But because he stuck around, lost to Chris Weidman, had the leg break, had some hard fights, and did, like, not as well as we thought he would have in previous years. Yeah. And we have this thing where we forget that time keeps going, whether we want it to or not. And we're like, oh, my God, like, you know, he almost finished Bisping, but Bisping is better than we thought. It's like, well, yeah, Anderson also has been around for a and long he's time. He's not the same Anderson Silva, Silva when we were 17. Yeah. Like, we're 32. Yeah. He's a, th- different, he's a different person. And that's the other thing uh, I was thinking of with the, the, the whole legacy thing uh, is how long is a guy's prime? How long is an athletic prime? A couple, couple years? Yeah. It really years? depends on the sport, too. But, like, yeah. especially a high-impact sport like this. Which is why it's crazy when you see guys like Anderson, Mighty Mouse, GSP, that hold the belt for years. I mean, those guys alone on that merit have to be in that thing. But it was just weird to me that the, I, there's so many guys where if they had retired at a specific time, they would be in the GOAT conversation. Yep. That seems to have everyone talking about it right now. And it's just interesting to me. It's just interesting. Well, it's interesting to you. Yeah, to me. No, no, that's a good point. I like that. I like that topic. That was a really good one. All right. So it's what do you It's like got, it's going to be sir. relevant to the future. Feel part. Um, so I'm kind of mad at myself. Why? Because I'm realizing that this is a slightly different take on a topic that I already did, but I had already wrote Ooh. it in there, so it's too late to come oh back Oh, boy. Now. And you didn't even S- center it. What? How dare you? It was centered. I promise you. Board game fights? Yeah. 
I like it. When the rage just takes over and you're like, I know I'm related to you by blood, but I will slit your throat if yes. you play that card. Yes. I will slit it. So talk slit. about the evolution from how you're like – how board game fights used to be as a child as to how they are now as an adult. Cause they, you would think that because you're older, they get less severe. There's something about being an adult that makes you set in your ways. Everyone has this. Everyone feels like they're right. So if a rule gets contested, people just immediately lose it, lose it. They will lose, especially if it is like a game changing, no pun intended. Or is it intended? Uh, <laughs> rule. Like, it will dictate what's about to happen. It's a board game, people. It doesn't matter. But... But does it? Oh, it does. <laughs> it's everything that matters in my life. But does it? It's it's bad. No, when we were kids, like... I don't even know if we finished games. Did it... No. It would almost become boring before you had a chance to get mad. The games that I remember getting hostile were, were the games that were slower games. Yeah. Like monopoly shit like that or like games were like the rules were oh you had that answer well it's close enough but then you say it the next time and the person ruling the card is like no that's not close enough and then you get into that well you gave it to them but not to me i can tell you exactly what the difference is when I was a kid, I have this explicit memory of playing the game of life with my neighbors. I don't know what that game is. I know the game a little bit. Is it the cars with the little people? Yeah, you have cars. You get. You get I kids. don't know what the game rules or what the objective is of it, but I, I've you seen wanna, it. You want to retire wealthy. That's it. You okay. go around the board and you want to retire wealthy. Okay. And at one point, my friend, my neighbor, picked up a card, and it's like random shit. Like you have kids, you have to buy a house, you have to pay taxes, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So she lands on a, a spot. She picks up a card. Says, "You have to get dentures. Pay fifty dollars." And she goes, "Oh, that's gross. I don't want to do that. I'm taking the next one." So she took the next one. But we right were like, there, "Ejection." We were like eight. So like in my head, I remember thinking, "You can't do that." But I didn't say anything. If that was to happen today, you still wouldn't say anything. No, the <laughs> table, the table might be flipped. Like unjustifiably, like you fucking bitch. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's a, it's happened. Names will not be given. Names will but not it's be happened. Um, I was almost about to do it too. There's a there's a weird. Uh, I have, I know that I get competitive with yeah. dumb things, right? And we were talking about this earlier. If I go into a board game or whatever, pick up basketball, and I tell myself. Like, listen, this is just a game. It don't mean shit. The objective is to have fun, you dumbass. Like, this doesn't need to be – you have to win. I'm usually fine. Unless somebody does something where they cheat or whatever, whatever. But if I go into it like that, I'm fine. But there's a couple times in almost every game where you're checked or you're challenged. Yeah. Where something happens and that little demon starts creeping up your shoulder. That's what it is. And you have to immediately be like, no, it's a game. It's a game. We're here to have fun. If you don't do that and you let that thing come up, it's just it's just going to keep talking. It's like keep talking. Roid rage. Yeah, until like the cards are bending and, and, and the chips are flying. It, you it know happens what? all the time. You marked it on the spot. It's when you get checked. Because I was just thinking there's also a difference between, like, when you first start playing a game 
and like if you've been playing it a while my family we got big into munchkin if you guys don't have munchkin get munchkin it will ruin your life if you want to have a smaller circle of friends and family get munchkin because it will immediately get rid of half your friends and family it gets hot fast um so when we when we uh first started playing we we're like oh this game is great we played a few rounds we we're like oh this is fucking hysterical then after a while people started understanding the rules and everyone started fighting and now the last time we played we took it out we got like three rounds in and then my sister-in-law put down a card and my brother's like no no you can't do that because of xyz and she's like this is why we don't play this and she walked away <laughs> see i like playing with people that like i like our group that we play with yeah. Because we can all play competitively, and one of the best things about the group is that things can get heated, but it we stays shake, at the table. We shake it off. Really it stays well. at yeah, the table, yeah. and it's it makes the game fun because that's what that game is supposed to be about. Oh, it's supposed to ruin lives. Yeah, and the other thing where I and I have this, and I have this because of my dad. I have to give my dad credit. Shout out to Papa Smith. Credit or blame? Cre- blame everyone. That I play against will call it blame. I'm giving you credit, sir. Um, we were we'd be kids, and my parents are huge into Pinochle. And they'd be yeah. playing Pinochle. And Pinochle, you play with four decks that are 10 and above. Okay. And you throw out the rest of the cards. And it's a waste. you have to play until you get to 500 points, basically. Okay. So my dad has this innate ability to just remember what people th- throw and play. And you play round after round after round after round for game. Like, there are dozens of hands for one game. So, you have to play all the same suit until you don't have that suit anymore. Essentially, it's part of the game. So, basically, if you have spades and someone's throwing spades, you have to keep throwing spades until you're out of it. And you can only play off suit until you're out of spades. Okay. So, he'll be sit- we would be downstairs playing or walking by, and somebody would throw like a trump card which is the suit that you play when you don't have any more of the suit that people are playing and someone would throw it down and be like in his head he's like okay they're out of spades i know they're out of spades now so i gotta just keep that in mind and then like three four hands later somebody would throw a spade the same person and he would be like break you you threw off hand you threw a spade six hands ago, and that's a no, 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 no. Go through the deck, and like it was like in a fun spirit, but he can't help it because he can't not know that. Like everyone else would like usually miss it, besides him and Jimmy Burke. Jimmy Burke was another solid card player, but I have that thing too where if we decide on a rule, yeah, I will remember that rule forever. Yeah, forever. and I don't know why it makes people mad. If that's the rule. Why can't I remember it? See, now I'm letting the demon sit on my shoulder and talk yeah, to me. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I hit a button or two. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it's it's easy to let those kind of games get not fun. And uh, the arguing is a good thing. I think it it's is. a good thing sometimes. It's just when when you take it to the, to the next level where it's not fun. Yeah. That's when it gets weird. Yeah. I've called people mean names before. All right, one more story. You're a jerk. Hmm? You're a jerk. I am. I'm a jackass. One more story. This isn't a board game, but for whatever reason, it's coming to my mind. Okay. Because you were talking about your dad. He's basically a card counter is what you're saying. And I was thinking, ooh, he should go play blackjack, which made me think of this cool blackjack story. Okay. I was like 21 and like a day old. A few of us went down to Atlantic City, and I went to the cheapest – 
blackjack table you can find. Which was how many? How much? How many? For Fifteen hand? bucks. Okay. Which it was a weekend, so that was like a jacked up price. Normally they're like five. I'm bucks so cheap. I'm like, god damn, that's expensive. <laughs> I mean, a hand. I was 21. That was like I needed to win kind of money. Anyway, <laughs> there was an old woman next to me, who had who was playing two different hands at the same time. Yeah. And I remember, and I was wrong. I did not hit on a soft 16. You know what? She was still left to me because she What's was. What's a out. soft 16 for you have an ace, You have an ace and a five. So even if, oh, it could be a one or a, or an eleven. Yeah, so you can't bust. So I should have kept going. You are supposed to hit on a soft sixteen. I did not know that. I was literally this was literally my first time at a blackjack table ever in my life. The woman she ended up uh, she lost both hands. I forget how, and I did too. She spent the next ten minutes berating me, like, and when I say a little, she was a little like eighty year old woman. She was like, you fucking idiot she called she's called you a fucking idiot yeah no she called me a fu- like it was to the point where i had to walk away like i couldn't sit there anymore give me the give me everything give me everything <laughs> i'm interested now that's like the moral of the story. no she's like like literally every hand she's like you messed up the fucking like order of the cards you're such a fucking idiot and like she wouldn't let it go like if she lost the next hand she's like this is your fucking fault but she was doing it like she wasn't doing like, hey, Sunny Jim, like no, no, no. She was she, like, she was calling me like a like it wasn't like in oh, good nature. In she was her. pissed. Should have went in on her. Hmm. Should have went in on her. Oh, it was. Feel like, feel like I'm just trying to fuck you over with your hands. Yeah. From this point on, it's about making you lose. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna be around that much longer anyway. Yeah. What are right? you bitching about? Who goes to the minimum <laughs> table and plays two hands? First of all. There's a bunch of people out there being like, well, you know. If you're so fucking smart, why are you at the minimum hand table, yeah, lady? next to a 21-year-old kid. That's your fault. She could have she walked away. Why don't and, you tell me before the fucking card gets tossed over? How about that? Why don't you tell me a little life lessons before 2020 vision kicks in? You know what? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm mad about that to this Fuck day. that old lady. That was 11 years ago, and I'm still pissed off about it. I don't think she is. I was trying to steer away from that. I'm like, eh, how mean do I want to be? All right, guys. Not me. Let us know what you think about all these topics in the comments down below. Do you get pissed off at board games? Do you get pissed off when people retire too early? Let us know. Do you get pissed off at geriatric people? Tim does. She was a bitch. She was a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. That him. was a bitch. I got him. I reeled him into the dark side. Now I'm angry. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit all the buttons down below. Just go fucking ape shit. Mm. Uh, don't forget to go to brodownpro.com where you can get all your cool bro down gear. Oh, we got some yeah. cool shit. Bro we down gear. Cool There's new stuff all the time because we have no lives and we just sit on. Well, he just sits on Photoshop. I watch. Yeah. And that about sums us up. We'll catch you guys next time. Later, bitches. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all